0: Welcome to the Crunch Time Instagram Live podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Bullock. This podcast features nothing but real talk analysis and conversations about sports, entertainment, news, and much more. Now, strap in and buckle your seatbelts because it's time for Crunch Time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Crunch Time right here on my IG Live. I'm Benjamin Bullock. For those tuning in for the very first time, um, this is the second week that I brought back Crunch Time. Uh, Last week, we focused on the return of the NBA, which actually kicked off today, uh, the scrimmage sessions down there in Florida. Uh, so shout out to my guests last week. So we're gonna do a little bit change of direction this week, still focus on sports, but we're gonna turn our attention to college sports, uh, which has been a really big thing in the news lately in terms of uh, whether we're gonna have it or not. So I um, just wanna thank everybody for tuning in uh, for tonight, just to give you a quick lineup on what I have going. Uh, first, we're gonna have head coach Rod Milstead of my alma mater, Delaware State, coach the football team, one of the, arguably one of the best College football players in that university's history. Second, we'll have Jen Williams, who is the athletic director at Alabama State University down there in Montgomery, out of the SWAC conference. And then last, we'll have Eric Monroe out of uh, Texas Tech, formerly of LSU, as a safety down there. So I just want to thank you guys for joining in, Coach rob What's up, man? How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Man, I can't complain. I can't complain. Hey, man,
0: just so happy to have you on with me, man. I'm just, just just, a blessing to also be able to see you once again, man. I know it's been a minute since I've seen each other, since we caught up with each other.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, a lot of things have happened uh, since we last talked, man. So uh, it's, uh, it's been a trying time since March, but uh, this too shall pass.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. For those who don't know who Coach Rod Millstead is, he's arguably one of the, probably the greatest football player in Hornet uh, history, I mean, John Taylor might have something to say about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he's played eight seasons in the NFL. Uh, he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, my former employer, and he actually also won his Super Bowl with the 1995 San Francisco 49ers. Coach, thanks again, man, for joining me, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, last week,
0: unfortunately, uh, the MIAC suspended uh, fall sports, which included your sport, which is football. You know, so what was your initial reaction once you that uh, hammer kind of came down in the season, unfortunately?
1: Well, when the uh, reality uh, struck, uh, we were actually having a, uh, a team meeting with all our players. I try to do that uh, weekly or biweekly just to keep them informed of what's going on uh, during this pandemic. Uh, because, you know, when our kids went on spring break in March, they never returned. Right. And, and I haven't seen them besides virtually uh, uh, since March. And uh, we've been speaking over the over the weeks and over the months about the possibilities of all the scenarios. And one of the scenarios was that it's a possibility that we may not have a fall season. And I did that on purpose. I didn't do that to scare our, our, our football players. But everyone who knows Rod Milstead knows I hate surprises. Exactly. Don't, I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> don't give me a surprise birthday party. Don't do any <laughs> of that crap. Okay? Tell me so I can be prepared. And I try to coach the same way. So. I prepared our guys ever since March of this possibility. So when we were on our team uh, Zoom last Thursday and uh, we were discussing the possibilities, it popped up in social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was made aware earlier that morning, uh, but of course, you know, uh, when the MEX says they're gonna release a, a press uh, a, a release at 12 o'clock, you don't tell your players. I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. loyal to that and, and uh, that's who I am. Uh, but some reason it was leaked. And it came from a very reputable source. And one of my players asked me at that time, coach, is this true? I don't lie to my players, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I addressed it at that particular time, and it was complete silence. Um, kids were dejected. Of course, As coaches uh, were dejected. We were all dejected. But it's something that we prepared for, and we're going to move forward. You know, this gives us, in, in our eyes, this gives us more time to prepare mentally. And you know the game is, is a mental game. The team that makes the fewest mistakes mentally usually wins. And so we're going to continue to prepare mentally, continue to do what we're doing. Uh, It gives my new coaches opportunities uh, to continue to teach. And that's something that has been very positive at Delaware State. I get a chance to watch guys uh, teach without the physical part of it. How well can you articulate what you want these kids to do and how well can they articulate it back to you so that we know when we get to the physical part, all the mental part is taken care of.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great mindset to have, coach. So, I and mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit. I want to specific, specifically, what is the next step for you guys? I know you got to worry about recruiting. You know, you have another senior class. Well, you have a senior class at probably one place, so they got they got. You know, the train keeps going. You know, and it doesn't stop for them. So, you know, what's next for your program when it comes to staffing, training, recruiting, and all that good stuff?
1: Well, thank God, uh, staffing wise, we were able to uh, to get all our new coaches in before uh, before March which was great. We got them on board. They got a chance to meet with the players uh, and, and and make those introductions. Uh, they have been working diligently, so staff-wise, no changes to be made. Now, our biggest thing is waiting to see what the NCAA and the MIAC is, is going to do in terms of uh, uh, will there be a spring season? where there be no season at all? Um, one thing I do know as coaches, uh, uh, MIAC coaches, we had uh, kind of prepared for this in terms of adopting two sets of of, uh, of, of schedules. And um, the uh, one schedule was for the spring, and uh, but it hasn't been implemented or, you know, that's not our call. But it was something that we wanted to do just so that all MIAC coaches will be prepared in case they did push the season till the spring. Now, what is the fall going to look like? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. once, once they tell us what we can do and the NCAA tell us what we can do, we'll take our timing from them. But I'm hoping... Uh, And I'm prayerfully that they will just swap what we do in the spring, having those 15 practices. If we can do that in the fall, that would help us tremendously going into the spring season, uh, which, you know, we normally have our spring football deal starting in January, working our way through April. So I'm prayerfully that uh, uh, if the NCAA is gracious and gives us that opportunity, it'd be phenomenal for, you know, everybody's program. But if not, whatever hand is dealt, we'll work with it.
0: This is head coach Rod Millstead of Delaware State University football team joining me right here on Crunch Time. Coach, so what do you think the future of college sports is, you know, considering, you know, where we're at right now in the middle of this pandemic? And to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon.
1: Well, I'm praying that you're wrong, you know. I, I <laughs> really am. I'm, I'm praying that you're wrong. I miss it. Uh, I know our players are are are, are chomping at the bit to, to get back on the field and not just get back on the field with the camaraderie. They – you know, that they miss their friends, that they miss the freedom. College and you know you've been there. College gives you a sense of freedom. You're finally exactly. you know, a grown up, you got your own room and or you have a roommate and you make your grown up man decisions, right, wrong, or indifferent. But it's it's their home away from home. And you know, for some kids, you know, college dorm room is their is their home. You know, sometimes it's it's a it's a better environment on college than the environment that they grew up in. And so I get those calls daily, hey coach, when can we come back? And and I hear the stories and it, and it's hurtful. Um, but college athletics, you know, I, I think that it's going to continue to strive. Um, uh, eventually, you know, we'll get back to whatever the new normal will be. Okay. Um, I don't think the way college athletics was, uh, eight months ago, um, it, it's probably going to be different going forward. Uh, this pandemic is something that no one could ever could plan for. And, and we certainly didn't see it coming. Um, so. It's, it's something that we're dealing with, but college athletics will continue in my opinion, uh, to grow and, and probably you know, spot, I mean prosper even more. I know the internet is, is a different style of coaching now, right that, that we hadn't used as much as we had have these past few months. We've had to, to definitely use all the tools from Zoom, teams, uh, WebEx, any web-based uh, program that will allow us to, to stay in contact with our kids, we've utilized it. And it's been something um, that's been good and going forward, I'm quite sure, until this pandemic is over or when it starts to slow down a little bit, I'm quite sure those those same tools will be used going forward.
0: Absolutely. And if you guys, all, all my listeners right now, if you have any questions for Coach Rob, Rob Mr. go and drop them in the comments section. I'm asking one more question uh, before, uh, before he gets to that. Uh, coach I meaning me mean, just talk to me a little bit about how you're, you're how you're helping your players cope with you know pot, the the loss of a season and just everything that's going on
1: well you know uh one thing the miac did uh when they worded this they said suspend it mm-hmm. they didn't say it was canceled right they didn't say it was done they said it was suspended so when you suspend something at some point it comes out of suspension now I was never suspended in in grade school so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had some friends that word eventually the suspension is over so I'm praying that at some point uh, this suspension will get lifted and we'll be able to get back to business uh, as, as usual it's it, it's difficult but uh, it's it, at some point you know we'll, we'll go forward how are you holding up I'm holding up well I'm holding up well I have to I have to uh, being there being a leader uh, of, a, of a division one football program uh, all the things that our kids are going through I went through months ago I I've kind of programmed and prepared myself for this, uh, asking all those tough questions, you know, and every kid wants to know, It uh, hey, Coach, when are we coming back? You know, when is it going to be over? Uh, you know, um, how is it going to look? You know, how what's the weight room going to look like now? What are those procedures? And what I've done, I've had a series of meetings with all those people to help me answer those questions. You know, unfortunately, I don't have all the answers. So I've recruited our strength and conditioning coach, Coach Rito I've recruited recruits Roger Feisler, who's our head uh, trainer now. I've uh, talked to Dr. Gines, who's our athletic director. And I've had these individual meetings and combined meetings with those people so that I can give the proper information. I've also had meetings with the parents of our incoming freshmen, which is really big. I had an open session with them about a week ago because I know if I was a parent of a 17-year-old uh, coming into college or 18-year-old coming into college, I would want to know what is going on at that university is that you guys, what things, what systems or programs you have in place so that when I let my son come to your university, I know that I know that I know that he's gonna be in good hands and he's gonna be safe. So I've I've tried to adjust, uh, address every era, area that I needed to in terms of uh, community, I mean, uh, communicating with parents, communicating with our current students and definitely communicating with our administration, keeping everybody Uh, on board and and up to date by the minute of what's going on with our program. And and having it that way, it seems like things are are going along a lot smoother than they did in March. In March, the kids were frustrated. They were mad, (laughs) they were disgusted. I was getting really, really, uh, some things I saw on social media, which I had to uh, to address. I know you're frustrated, but those are things that we had to to, to go through. And then, you know, we, we have a situation socially, right in the heart of a pandemic, where our kids are asking tough questions, right? Things they've seen in their neighborhood. So we've we've had we run the whole gamut this uh, these last few months of, <laughs> of, of emotions with our kids. Right. But uh, our coaching staff, I take my hat off to them. You know, I always when I hired them, I told them, "Listen, you got to be a father to the fatherless. You got to be an uncle, a brother, a cousin, a nephew, a grandpa. Right. Whatever role we have to play, we have to do that." And and our and the coaching staff here at Delaware State. They, they have really embraced that, and they have done a phenomenal job just communicating and helping our kids adjust. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Coach, we've got time for one question. This is from Rick Jackson out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, his question is, Coach, as a former band member from, two, from 2006 to 2010, what can we do to get back, back to winning again? A lot of struggle
1: as of late with our football program. Well, the, the one thing, if, if we had to change the mindset, when I got the job, that was the one thing you know winning is contagious but so is the l word you know Mm -hmm. we don't use that word at delaware stadium that's the first thing i got rid of okay we either (laughs) win or we learn so the other l word we don't use why because that's contagious as well and so the biggest thing was to to develop the complete student athlete okay you're going to be a good student first okay and then you're going to be a great athlete they go hand in hand so certain things had to happen in place some sometimes you gotta make some hard decisions and that had to do with some personnel changes, uh, not only with the players, but coaching staff as well. And once those things have taken place, we have really started to see the improvement. I mean, uh, to have a 3.1 team GPA this, this uh, last semester was, was, was remarkable. We have made some great strides from when I took over two years ago. So we were looking very much so uh, for this, this offseason. season. Uh, we have a lot of pieces of the puzzle in place. We have, three dynamic quarterbacks that are going to be fighting for a starting job. Offensive line is seasoned, the same guys we've had for the last past two years. Their confidence is up. We've got a, a defense that, that is, is coming back really, really strong with pretty much 90% of our defense returning. So we were excited about, you know, getting through spring ball and then seeing where we are. But just be patient uh, this upcoming season. Whenever it starts, we'll be a different uh, a football program than we have been in the past.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm definitely looking forward to see, you know, once you get the program
1: right back on track. Because
0: as you know, when I was there working at Delaware State, we had a really good relationship when you were the offensive line coach. And, you know, we chopped it up a lot. You come by the office and everything to see how we were doing and everything. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Well, hey, before before I get you out of here, man, I just want to show you something, man. Look what I got.
2: <laughs> I know you like that. Hey, Even a,
0: though I like I, I like the uniforms now, this is
1: old school right here. Though this is well, last you know, was the last time I wear this helmet right here with the state with on there. Back to the red helmet with the state on the side. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, that's yes, what I wore, sir. and uh, it, that's tradition as well. Uh, yes, sir. Our kids are was was shocked, but they like the old school look.
0: That's good. That's good, Coach. Man, thank you so much for joining me, man. I'll wrap with you once I wrap up the show,
1: and I'll give you a call later. Okay? Not a problem. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Hey, thanks, Coach Rob Milstead. Appreciate you, man. All right, take care now. All right all right y'all that was coach rod milstead of uh, the head, head coach of delaware state university the football team my alma mater our alma mater um great guy phenomenal guy one of the best football players in program history um so this is crunch time for those who are just joining me uh we're talking about the future of college sports um if you have you guys do podcasts listen to podcasts all that good stuff please join in i mean please subscribe to uh spotify and also itunes and also check me out on youtube as well you can check out all three platforms along with this one right here. So coming up next, we got Jennifer Williams, the athletic director of Alabama State University. Uh, ironically, I was actually going to go to Alabama State University before I decided on Delaware State University. So shout out to the Hornets of Alabama State as well. Uh, Jen is a former UNC Tar Heel basketball player. She's been at Alabama State since 2016. She's been all around the country, one of the top uh, female administrators in, in the country. She's also one of 29 black Division One athletic directors, right now. So shout out to Jen and everything, man. And I'm going to actually add her right now. Jen.
2: Hey, <laughs> what's going on? Nothing much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. As you know, you're under a, a lot of pressure and a lot of scrutiny, just a lot of decisions that you have to make. So I'm, thank you for joining me this evening.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Um, you know, it is a busy time for us. It's a trying time, but I tell people um, we're going to come out of this stronger. We're going to come out a lot stronger. Um, you know, I know it's hard right now, especially for our student athletes and our fans, but um, we're going to come out of COVID-19 and this pandemic a lot stronger.
0: Speaking of coming out stronger, the SWAC announced yesterday that uh, you guys, you guys, cancel will postpone uh, your fall sports and move to spring, which means football is going to play nothing but conference games. Uh, what was your initial reaction to that? I know you had a hand in that as well
2: yeah i mean the competitor in me was disappointed um i know our student athletes had you know our spring sports from the from the spring march they had their seasons taken due to the pandemic so i know our fall sports were looking forward to coming back and playing so as a competitor i was disappointed but as an administrator i understand the why we've been monitoring um the pandemic the spikes and everything since march and it just not has not gotten better in our state and the states that represent the swag so we knew that we had to make a tough decision and at the end of the day it's about the welfare um of our student athletes about their health it's about their um safety and the same for our fans
0: absolutely absolutely so how does this affect like budgeting scholarships staffing just the whole nine because you got to make you're the top person in the whole Mm -hmm. department so you got to make those type of decisions
2: Yeah. um, Well, right now um, we're blessed that we haven't had um, any effects to our staffing. Um, You know, our young men and women, our fall sports, they still have to prepare to come back for the spring. So therefore we can't alter any personnel right now because they're going to come back to campus in August and we'll still be able to train in regards to scholarships. whether we were canceled or postponed. We were not taking scholarships away. That's just not a good look. And so we were going to honor what was gonna be, you know, what was already awarded to our student athletes. So we're, um, you know, we're always watching how we spend. We're a limited resource institution. I tell my coaches even pre-COVID that we have to be fiscally conservative. So this is, you know, it's different now that there's a virus, but we've been practicing, um, you know, monitoring how we spend and where we go for the past two years.
0: I know spring, the, the SID light bulb just went off in my head. I just thought about something. You know, when we go to spring, a lot of sports are going to be in action, you know. So do you already have kind of a plan in mind how you guys are going to handle all that?
2: Yeah, so I've been, that's what I've been kind of wrecking my brain on is our personnel and managing, Um, you know, spring is hectic as is. It's a lot of crossover with winter and spring, so now you add the layer of um of football of a of, pot you know soccer volleyball and that's just another gamut of of teams that you have to support as administrators so really looking at how we can support our media relations staff how we can support our um sports uh our, our strength and conditioning and sports medicine you know those are going to be two staffs that are really going to be an overdrive and so looking at contract workers you know partnerships with um other you know different clinics in the in the city so we're thinking all that through how we rotate our folks but that's really the biggest part and where my concern was with resources from a staffing perspective is to how we make it work because we try to have an administrator in every game especially home games they take priority so we try to show our student athletes and be there to support and now that you may have you know football and soccer in addition to baseball and softball that's that's a lot but we're going to figure it out um, you know, we don't make excuses, we come up right. with solutions and um we're gonna get it done.
0: Speaking of the student athletes, how have you guys helped them kind of cope with, you know, just everything that's going on? I know their families have been there, but you know, when they're away from home, you're you're their family. You know, you're over everybody, the coaches and the student athletes and everything. So how are you helping them kind of cope with everything that's going on?
2: Yeah, um, we've been making sure that our coaches check in with them daily. Our coaches have been phenomenal throughout the pandemic throughout us, um, sending our students home and just making sure they know that it's okay to not be okay and that they have resources available if they need someone to talk to outside of a coach or a parent. Um, we we're really looking at our mental health services, especially on top of the pandemic with the social um, injustices that have taken place as well, our student athletes are hurting. And so we wanna make sure they understand that they have a platform, they have resources available if they need you know, that outlet.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. This is Jennifer Williams, the Alabama State University Athletic Director. Jen, you've been there since 2016,
2: if I'm not mistaken? Yes, it'll be four years in August.
0: Wow, congratulations to seems, like,
2: <laughs> seems like 10.
0: <laughs> if you have any questions for Jen, go ahead and drop them right there in the comment section for her. Uh, I got a couple more questions uh, for her until we open that up. Uh, Jen, so what do you think the future of athletics is, is at this particular point? Because I know you've been in contact with a lot of coaches and a lot of athletic directors within your network.
2: Yeah, um, everything is still really fluid. Um, I'm a just a very positive person in general, so I I, I don't think that athletics is doomed. I think that we're going to have to flex and pivot to words that I like to use um, because we don't know what this how the pandemic is going to play out, but we have to be ready to take action, and that's what leadership is about. Um, we're going to come back, and, and it may come back and look different, and I think that's what our fans have to realize that what used to be, two years ago last year is not going to be the same that's not we're going to have a new norm and people have to be ready to adjust and adhere to what those standards and recommendations are going to be because that's how we're going to move forward now hopefully we can get back once the vaccine and um you know better um ways that we can manage and cure the virus are are known and found but until then we are going to have to take the utmost um, steps and making sure that we're safe and the precautions that come with that.
0: How are you holding up throughout the, throughout this whole thing?
2: <laughs> Team, <laughs> no sleep here, but um, <laughs> I'm good. I mean, considering everything, you know, I'm blessed. We I have a job, my staff, we're all employed, we're working. Um, our student athletes are good. We monitor them a lot through Twitter and they interact with us. So. They're as good as they can be. We want to make sure that they stay in good spirits, and um, you know we're we're holding up. We we are making it, and we're looking forward to getting our students back on campus in August. We're slated to start class on the 17th. So um, it's been pretty boring around here with not <laughs> having the students around. I, I never, you know, I used to get upset about parking when students were back on campus, but <laughs> I'll take trying to find yeah trying to find parking any day to have our students back. So. It's exciting, um, you know, we're excited to have them come back. And then, you know, to start getting them back in the groove, I see a lot of posts and our student athletes, they miss it. You know, this we're their family. We are a family. And so, you know, when they come to Alabama State, they're an extension of my family. And it's like, I miss having, you know, they're my kids. I miss having them here. And so we'll get them back on the 17th. And, you know, we're going to get them back into their regimen with their training. Obviously, we have a return to play document a 35 page document that we want our student athletes to, to look at before because it's a lot of um, different uh, safety measures in that document that they're gonna have to be aware. And we talk a lot about personal responsibility. Right. Student athletes are and students in general are gonna have to have and take on a huge amount of personal responsibility when they return to campus. We can as administrators can implement and put different plans in place but if the students do not take it serious and do not practice the safety measures then it's going to be for nothing
0: right this is Jennifer Williams from Alabama State University the athletic director there if you have any questions for her go ahead and drop it right in the comment section I got a couple more questions for her Jen so what's been the just the overall message uh to your staff and all your coaches everybody that's working under you
2: um basically you know we have to be prepared to flex and pivot i talk a lot about patience especially during this pandemic you know we want everything we put out is subject to change and i'm really big on communication and being transparent keeping our coaches in the loop making sure our student athletes are aware um as a university our cabinet meets daily to talk about covid 19 and how we safely reopen our campus so these conversations are They're not fly by the moment type of decisions. People are really taking the time to be thoughtful in how we bring our students, our faculty, our staff back to campus safely. So continue to be patient, to flex, be ready to flex and pivot because um we just don't know where the numbers are going to go. We're, you know, praying that they decline and rapidly decline, but you know, again, that personal responsibility for everyone. It, we, we have to really have and take some personal responsibility if we want to see those numbers decline.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think everybody wants to see college sports at this point as you know, the NBA got started back up today. Um, yep. You know, their exhibition games. They only play in 10-minute quarters, but it's, it's <laughs> something. You know, I was watching her earlier today. Um, how's your daughter doing? Family and everybody good?
2: Everyone's good. Um, you know, she's getting ready. Uh, the school, you know, kindergarten It's a big, big step. And so just making sure we are um, knowing the plan for the school that she's going to be attending and that we can make sure she's prepared to go back and, and be successful in that year. But everyone, everyone's good.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so we got one question from my man Arthur Lumsey out of UNT Dallas. His question is: uh, Will esports be included in standard athletics department?
2: Well, I can't speak on every athletic department. I know at Alabama State we have um, discussed some about esports. Right now, our biggest conversation has been the pandemic and how to bring our student athletes um, back safely. But esports is taking off in popularity. Um, I know the MiAC just put out something about esports um, for the SWAC. I want to say we were having a competition around our men's and women's basketball tournament in the winter. So um, esports, I do see it growing, especially with um, the cancellation of live sport and and then collegiate sport being postponed. I can see that making a big push on the uh, this landscape. Right.
0: And uh, this is my last question for you, if, guys. If you have another question, we got time for one more question from you guys. Just going to drop it in the comment section for Athletic Director Jen Williams of Alabama State University. So, what what do you think about FAMU and Bethune joining the SWAC? I just literally just thought about this. I know that's pretty exciting for your conference down there in the SWAC.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a win-win situation for um, both of those institutions as well as for our conference. When you look at the brands of both institutions. Um, FAMU and Bethune, they both have a strong tradition. Um, both travel extremely well, and when you look at the landscape, we're three hours from Tallahassee, you know, um, Alabama State. So when you look at the regional, the geographical breakdown, it makes sense. And um, you know, I just think it's an overall boost to our conference. Uh, that expansion with those two teams is all about fit. And you know, I know our commissioner was very um, strategic. And intentional who he invited to our conference, it had to make sense. And those two institutions, they make sense. We play FAMU a lot now at Alabama State. We play them in baseball, we play them in softball, tennis, volleyball. So we're playing them now. So to have them come over is only going to add to our um, our competition. It's going to make us better as a conference.
0: That's excellent. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining me tonight to take the time out of your busy schedule to talk about, you know, the future of athletics. And I just want to congratulate you on everything that you continue to do at Alabama State. And as you know, I was about to go to Alabama State, but my grades <laughs> weren't good enough, so I had to stay in-state at Delaware State to go there. So I'm thankful, You're but... still
2: a Hornet. You're still a Hornet. Thanks.
0: Technically, Facts. I'm still a Hornet. <laughs> still a Hornet. <laughs> thank you so much, Jen. We'll talk soon, okay?
2: All right, thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, y'all, that was Jennifer Williams the athletic director at Alabama State University located in the SWAT Conference. Um, So I'm just thankful for her and her insight to talk about this particular time in college sports in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, So coming up next, I got my man Eric Monroe. He's a safety formerly of LSU. He transferred to uh, Texas Tech out here in Lubbock, Texas in the Big 12. Uh, For those who have um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to subscribe to the Crunch Time Podcast. Once this episode is over. So I'm gonna go ahead and add Eric now, coming up.
3: Hey, Yo, what's, what's up, up, man? What up, Big Dog? How you doing?
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> up? Boy, you working out or something? What
3: you doing, boy? Nah, nah, I just got, got just got to the crib. That's good, man. That's good. How you doing, bro? You doing okay? Oh yes, sir, man. I'm doing good, man. Blessed.
0: Good man. Thank you, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here tonight right here on Crush Time.
3: Oh man, you good man. You know yay, family. You family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely, man. Appreciate you, man. So, um, just before we just kind of get into this whole conversation, man, just talk to me a little bit about how was it to be a part of that national championship team with LSU this season?
3: Hey, <laughs> a dream come true, man. Um, you know, we, we put in the hard work. Um, you know, we sacrificed, sacrificed a lot. All that play, plays a big part of us winning, you know. Mm. And everybody, everybody, had a, everybody had a mindset. Everybody seen, you know, had had a vision on what what need to be done and we came together as a team you know one you know people wasn't separated you know people came together as one and mm-hmm. you know that that's that's a brotherhood absolutely you know? and, and, and that's you know that's what we thrive on every day you know we break it down in a brotherhood because no. that's really we really a brotherhood that's really a brotherhood everybody getting together nobody having you know separate you know lives or whatever, everybody was mm-hmm. coming together, you know. So man that that's I'm I'm blessed because growing up, you growing up and you you looking on TV, oh man, I wanna be there. I wanna be there. Mm-hmm. And the moment come, you like <laughs> you shocked. You don't know what to <laughs> say. You, you shocked right. you don't know what to say. Um when that man, when that confetti man, when that confetti came down, yeah. I'm I'm looking up like <laughs> <laughs> man, like, I'm I'm shocked because everything we worked for came true. You feel me? Right. Like yeah. when you put your mind to something and it, and it, and it, and you con- you uh, complete it, it's it's yeah. a it's, it's a great feeling, man. And hard work, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, it's it's a dream come true, man. And
0: man, I know I enjoyed it watching, uh, on TV watching the whole season. You know uh, and everything. And, as, and for me, you know, cause I was there when you were a freshman and seeing, you know, just the kind of beginning and everything, even when Les Miles was there. So right. I saw everything kind of come for, to fruition and kind of see how everything turned out for you, man. So you decided to move on to Texas tech, you know, good shout out, great move for you, you know, to be able to kind of mm. continue your career and everything. So, but you know, with COVID, you know, being here in the middle of the pandemic, you know, football's kind of in limbo a little bit. So, um, how
3: are you how are you getting ready for the season in particular? Oh man, I'm just I'm just staying in shape. Um it's easy it's easy, you know, to get out of shape. You know, I felt myself <laughs> eating a lot, so I had to stop that. So man, right. just 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 being in shape, um, you know, hydrating every day, pulling fluids in your body. Um man just me personally, I'm I'm get, just getting in shape. That's it. Because it's hot, man. It, it's hot. And you need to just stay in shape.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to KT. He just hopped on here, man. Chicago <laughs> Bear DB. <laughs> Shout out to KT, man. KT. Hey, North, hey but for those who don't know where or what North Shore is, North Shore is out of Houston, Texas, an extreme high school powerhouse in the state of Texas, man. They just won back-to-back uh, state championships, beat Duncanville High School,
3: which is right around the corner from where I'm
0: at. So shout-out to North Shore. I know you're an alum there, so shout-out to you and all that.
3: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. No, no problem, man. Now, this is
0: uh, Eric Monroe, uh, formerly of LSU, and he cur- currently attends uh, Texas Texas safety out there. So, Eric, man, just talk to me a little bit about, you know, if football gets moved to the spring, how would that affect you directly?
3: Oh, man. Um, if, if it gets pushed back to the spring, I mean, you got, like, the guys that, you know, that that's trying to go to the league, I think yeah. that will mess – I think that will mess it up because we have a – 15 games is long, you know, 15 games is long. And then, on top of that, you have the combine. You got. I mean, you got to get ready for the, you know, the combine or the pro day. So, I think that would be a big toll on your body, too, you know. Um, yeah, it's – yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because I'm like, dang, like, you get from – Spring, okay, boom. It's probably gonna end what like mm, April, whatever April, if April. that, if yeah, that, if, yeah that. if that. So, mm-hmm. so you got then you know, the NFL is not, you know, they stand staying there, they're not pushing nothing back, exactly. So, that's that, that's really gonna take a toll on your body, you know, right, and, right, and I mean. I don't know. It, it's crazy, man. It it, it it's crazy, cause yeah. I'm like, man, how how how, you know, the players gonna react to that, you know? Yeah, that's it, gonna be it,
0: difficult. Right. Like you said, the timeline is gonna be difficult because right. you know, cause like y'all, they gonna pretty much cancel all bowls, especially for the upperclassmen, so y'all can get at least ready and get trained. And by the time the draft roll around, which is late April, early May, you know, yeah. it's time to get drafted. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yo, shout out to D. Anderson. He's a Desoto guy up here. Never... <laughs> what
3: up, <Toad? laughs>
0: shout out to him man uh so so he just ultimately what do you think the um the future of college sports is oh
3: man that's uh man <laughs> I mean uh sure man i'm I'm not showing sure that one that one that that one hard that one that one hard um <laughs> man, I can't even explain it, man. Because it's just like, you don't, I mean, you really don't know what's going to happen. You know, you just plan right. by ear. You just plan it by ear. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a new norm. I mean,
0: yeah.
3: It's just crazy because I, I don't know how to explain it because, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in a few months or, you know, we're in this for phase two now. Yeah. So, I mean,. We don't really know what's going to happen, you know, down right. the line, so. Right.
0: Are you in Baton Rouge or are you uh, in Lubbock right now?
3: I'm in Baton Rouge. I leave um, I leave for uh, Texas Tech Monday, Monday morning.
0: That's good, man. Well, I'm proud of you, man. You know, good luck to you on whatever future endeavors that you have. I know you do great things out there as a Red Raider. Uh, I know you're going to look clean in that black and red. I know that for a fact.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, that's for a fact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know you're excited about returning to your home state too as well.
3: Oh yeah, I'm man, I'm excited, man. Ain't nothing like, you know, playing playing in your home state and like the guys that that play, you know, that plays in their home state, you know, they they I mean they they stay so loved to them, you know. Right. So me coming back to Texas is I mean, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited.
0: Hey, man, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, man, to join me right here on Crunch Time. We'll wrap a little bit later, okay? we appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. That was Eric Monroe, safety from uh, Texas Tech, uh, formerly of LSU. I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight uh, for the second episode of Crunch Time as we talked about the future of college sports. Uh, If you guys listen to the podcast, go and subscribe to the Crunch Time podcast on uh, Spotify and also Apple Podcasts as well, and go and check me out on YouTube as well. So if y'all have any, uh, any suggestions or any questions for me, I wanna drop them in the con- comment section as I'm always trying to find ways to get better. I just wanna say this one thing before we get out of here, man. Uh, I just wanna give a, uh, just a good condolences, a good shout out to my, my friend uh, who passed away from uh, cancer, my man, Joe Scott, fellow Delaware State Hornet, man. Um, he was my age, we both went to school together. Uh, it's just, a, just sad, man, just to see him kind of go down with cancer, I know he fought a good fight and everything. I just want to thank, uh, thank, thank God for the life that he lived. He impacted so many people, especially at Delaware State. Great spirit, great personality, always a funny dude, man. Always great to be around, and just to kind of add to that, man. But make sure you guys and any grudges that you have uh, with anybody, you know, t- don't take life for granted because life is short. You know what I mean? And just be able to just live life to its fullest, you know. And 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 uh, and uh, all the grudges with anybody and just be strong with strong with God and be strong with people as well. So that's, that's a wrap for this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the NFL. I'm still working on who I'm going to have as, as special guests coming through as well. So thank you all once again. And like I said, if you all have any uh, suggestions or comments on how I can get better to make the show better, please let me know. Be, be sure to DM me, do whatever you can, and I'll be sure to get back to you guys, man. Thank you all, man. Appreciate you all. Talk to you all next week.